0: Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
1: You're listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, a Texas Tech athletics podcast where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael.
0: All right, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the 23 Personal Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer,
1: joined by Michael. Michael, what's up, man? What's up, everybody? Let me, um, let me set the scene here. There's 15 minutes and 38 seconds left. The Texas Tech-Kansas basketball game. Spencer and I are watching it delayed at different speeds, and I have stat <laughs> broadcast pulled up, which is pretty much instantaneous. So this is going to be fun.
0: Yeah, our, our individual streams are about 30 seconds off. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. But Michael just said he's on stat broadcast, which is live, as close to the broadcast as possible. So uh, as scatterbrained as we are when we're watching a game and doing a podcast, get ready for that. Or, you know, when we're trying to put together thoughts for a post game. Uh, especially when it's solo, you know. I do want to yeah. talk about that Mike. I I do wanna do a, a full homeless recap because even in the moment I didn't do it justice how badly
1: we kicked their ass. Oh, I'm ready to, to to dive more into it. I th- I think you did a great job. You did a good job. I didn't mean for my voice to raise up. I don't know what that meant.
0: You did a great job. You did a good. That's really good. <laughs> that the reminds me. It's I, really good.
1: I I know you're not on
0: TikTok, but there's a there's a new sound that's kind of it's not quite like trending or viral yet, but it, they overlay it with something athletic that's really impressive. Mm-hmm. But you get the the sound from the person that's shooting the video. From like an old grandma, like oh hooray! <laughs> it's like <laughs> yeah, so oh, good for you. Yeah, <laughs> hooray! Anyways, um, yeah, this episode twenty three personal podcast brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. It is the internet community newly formed internet community bringing the intersection of sports and not sports, like us, perfect match. You can follow them online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram at sportsdrink. Spell like sportsdrink without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying not to let the funk out. And, Michael, that is not our only affiliation anymore.
1: It's, oh, always, what's going on? it's
0: always been an affiliation with Staking the Plains. But this is something that's been in the works. We've known about it for six months now. <laughs> But uh, it wasn't our announcement to make. And pieces had to be put into place. But we are officially joining forces with Gambling Gauchos, Red Raider Dugout, Seeing Scarlet, and Staking the Plains to bring you, Texas Tech Red Raiders, the greatest content creation team outside of the athletic department, because they've got some pretty fantastic creators as well. But we don't do videos like they do. Uh, well, Seeing Scarlet has got some really good video quality. Yes, and, that's uh, true. And uh gambling gauchos are streaming their shows. We're gonna be doing that here soon as part of our, our new uh arrangement. We've got uh, access to the streaming software that they use as well. We'll do that as long as we're not overlapping with them. Um, we're all excited to be Very. in this venture together. Um, we mentioned we're we're still part of the Taking the planes group. That ownership general managership, <laughs> I don't know the the official wording, but the the mantle the what's that called the baton, the, the flame baton. is being passed there you go Seth is uh looking to to reduce his his schedule to focus more with his family and his boys as they grow up and get more involved and get. Going on 18,000 different directions. So the, uh, editorship, <laughs> I don't know. Um, the baton is being passed. So Kyle and Rob are taking over that full, full force. We are creating this content creator group. Um, maybe even a full fledged podcast network. We'll see. We've got four in the works together. We might as well call it a network. Um, but phase three, as it's been so dubbed, we're excited to be officially public with that and moving forward.
1: Yeah. I mean, and the Gachos had a really nice write up talking about the plan and, and you mentioned, you know, just, just to kind of piggyback on what Seth means to the Red Raider community. For those of you who don't know, Seth started, Double T Nation. I'm not sure if it was an SB Nation blog back then or not. I'm not. I can't keep up with the. It was not of, a chain of command there. So, but he started that, and then it became part of SB Nation later. Texas Tech got mad at the use of Double T, so Seth had to change it to Viva the Matadors, which he managed until when was that? 2015, Spencer. Yeah,
0: when we uh, when he instigated, in inst- gated the great exodus from yeah or at least for for our site we all well he left we all followed
1: <laughs> yes so he he left uh viva the matadors back in about in 2015 started staking the planes and we went with him my contribution to the site has since we started the podcast has pretty much gone down to nothing um, and I'm sure there's a lot of people like, man, yeah, we sure miss all your stuff, Michael. No, I'm just kidding. There's nobody that even remembers that I wrote there. But uh, still glad to be a part of it and glad to promote it as much as we can. And, you know, knowing that Kyle and Rob are going to do a great job while Seth will still be there, you know, probably to offer some help and some guidance. But to just post whenever he wants to and hopefully feel mm-hmm. less pressure to post you know, to post every single day or, you know, follow up on every single thing. So I think this is going to be a great thing. Like you mentioned, the other three podcasts are excellent. What the Gauchos have done in a year and a half is nothing short of incredible to go from like five followers to like 15,000. Pretty good. It's pretty, pretty solid on the old Twitter. So we're, we're, we're glad to be a on board with those guys and they were kind enough enough to call us the OGs of Texas tech podcasting, which I like to think of it this way. Yeah. We may have been kind of the first one and or the longest running one, but I think a lot of people just heard us and were like, well, hell I can do that. (laughs) You know, they started making their own. And, you know, maybe that's what happened. Maybe they said, well, shoot, I could do that just as good or better. So more power to you. And who knows? We may have had no influence whatsoever, but I I like to I'm not one to take compliments. Well, so um, I like to think that it's more of just if we influenced anyone at all, it was just, well, shoot, how hard can it be? These these guys can do it.
0: Okay, so to be to be fair uh, about all this, we may be the longest like of the current group of Texas Tech, Tech podcasts. We may be the longest running, but the guys that that the I saw that uh, that had a podcast like, hey man, I want to do that. Host about Kyle Jacobson. Yes, he had a right. podcast with Hunter Cook. <laughs> that's right, and I was like, hell yeah, I want to do that. It, it it's it's full circle, Inception style. He planted the seed, then then to come back <laughs> around and have his own another uh, sports podcast. Because I don't I don't believe it was Texas Tech specific. No, it was um, just wasn't it just called like Flat Earth something. <laughs> <laughs> I think so, <laughs> the Flat Earth Society. It had it, it was it was college athletics related, but it wasn't Texas Tech. Anyways, yeah, we're all excited about this. Um, everything, I mean. We're we're going to be full on engaged with this group, uh, crossovers galore. We already talked about the Sea and Scarlet. Want to get together with those uh, those gals' new podcast. Um, obviously, we do a lot of work with with Gambling gauchos now. Uh, excited about ne- even like next fall's pregame show uh, because of the different things that are in motion now behind the scenes. Uh, the Rob Rogue College Tailgate Show. that's going to look like yeah this fall um man all good things we have so much to talk about though um tonight we're gonna talk about bowl season not just texas tech uh big 12 new big 12 um how texas tech was carrying the banner for for the big 12 through the first two and a half weeks of bowl season (laughs) Um, we're going to talk about how much of a bitch Lane Kiffin is, uh, earmuffs kids. We're going to, I, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know what it is about today. I am salty. I don't know where it came from, but like all day I've been, just been like that mother. Okay. I don't have, I'm working on old technology, Michael. I had to go switch out boards. I'm using the, uh, the old podcast board
1: that doesn't technically belong to me. Well, I was hoping for the phase three announcement to get some air horns, so that explains a lot. Well sorry, yeah, the the new the new podcast board that I was all excited about, I had to
0: return it. Some kind of mm. glitch in the matrix software had a glitch in it. And with all the the stuff we couldn't get it figured out, like you should just return it and get another one. I was like, Yeah, that's probably simple enough. But I don't want to buy a new one until they had issued the refund. Cause that's you know Yeah, it's a good chunk of change
1: just floating out there. A
0: little bit of coin to float. Um, So waiting on that refund to hit, then I'll I'll, I'll purchase it. Anyways, I don't have the bleep button. The longest way to tell you I don't have that button on hand now that I can't just say mother (laughs) and just bleep (laughs) it out. Um, Anyways, just earmuff warning uh, tonight because we're going to talk about Lane Kiffin and how much dick he can eat. (laughs) <laughs> talk about the uh the the bowl game itself the actual game on the field uh we're going to talk about some of the points we talked about pregame uh red zone efficiency turnovers and then we've got a lot of basketball to talk about we there was um two two games a third one in progress now to talk about that have already happened or in progress of happening there was a scheduling news tidbit that got dropped last night um, home and home starting with, uh, an, an away game at Madison square garden, which is going to be freaking awesome. And then we got two games to preview to catch up so we can be, <laughs> we can be current <laughs> or we're going to preview Oklahoma, which will be Saturday and then Iowa state, which will be next Tuesday. So strap in, buckle up. This may be a two hour endeavor, but we're gonna start with football. Michael, are you ready to do that?
1: I am ready. Let's do it.
0: Joe keeps it himself. Made two guys miss touchdown. Two now the end zone. Picked off. Him, and it's picked off. Pick six. Jeffers. Slager able to escape. And then picked Very off. Sense. Back to
1: back turnovers. And One running
0: the other way. 20.
1: fake, finds Tharp again, and he's in the end zone for his first collegiate touchdown. The deep ball down the middle, and it's caught, touchdown, Texas Tech, Miles Price, 39 yards for the score. actually 30, intercepted, picked off at the 20-yard line. Smith
0: to throw again, has a man downfield, and Texas Tech finds McLean Manics. Brooks through the left side to the five. Touchdown. Red Raiders. Smith. Find a little time. Throwing to the back of the end zone. Caught.
1: Touchdown. Tied at 38. Three seconds to go. 62-yard try. Garibay has his foot into wow. it. It may be long enough. It is good. It is good.
0: All right. The only thing I thought about during that, Michael, I'll need to cut a new highlight reel for this season, the season that just finished. Because you are Red Raiders, they are our Raiders, Michael, won eight games in a season for the first time in too many years. <clears throat> they finished...
1: Nine. Nine years. Yeah, that's too many.
0: They finished on a four-game win streak, which was awesome. You did it the brand way. Mass kicks ass. You didn't you didn't just outscore people by like um getting it into shootouts. You won low, low scoring games, you won high scoring games, you did what you needed to do to win games at the end of the season. And that has not been the case. Uh in fact it's been the other way around. You've you've typically been on the the losing end of games uh towards the end of the season. And it's just it's so refreshing to see that tide turning and What everything that Joy McGuire is able to do in year one. Just fantastic. Love it. Um, I don't... I don't love, on the principle of it, uh, first-year extensions, but it's hard to... It's hard to argue with the direction and progress we're seeing. Um, I get that he was on the lower end, lower spectrum on the, on, on the pay range there, uh, which you can understand as, as a first time college head coach. Now that I think we've seen proof of concept Kingsbury or not Kingsbury. Oh, <laughs> okay, It's like, let's, let's Ooh. pay the man, uh, you know, commensurate with, you know, the, the direction and trend we're seeing. And then if it continues to go well, like we'll pay him again, like there's no, there's no, there's no rule that says we can't, Give him a raise again or an extension again. So,
1: love that. Yeah. I, I was, I kind of had those mixed feelings at first because that's exactly what happened with Kingsbury. He went eight and five. It, I can't remember the timing of Kingsbury's extension, if that was before or after the bowl game. But I mean, I thought it was, wasn't it almost uh, like I, 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 I I'm, wasn't it mid season? Oh, it may have been. It may have been. It may have been when they were like 7-0 and or something. So that one, yes. If we're going to look back in history in that regard, it did not work out that season because he obviously won 7-0, then went 0-5. Um, and this goes completely against what you just said, which is Tech actually finished strong this season and probably had the strongest finish they've had that's something I should have looked up. You know, when was the last time Tech did this well in the last five games? And I don't know if we've seen that since 0-9 or '08. Um, I'd I'd need to look into it and see. But usually, it's it's not very good. So, uh, what they were able to do and how they were able to finish the season—it's got me rethinking it a little bit. I was I was trying to be that kind of contrarian, honestly, the devil's advocate, and think, oh well this wasn't okay when we did it for Kingsbury, but now all of a sudden it's okay. And then you kind of start step back a little bit and you go, well, okay, I think it is. Um, And you look at the recruiting class, what he was able to do uh, in barely a calendar year Well, for the 2023 class. It started when he took over
0: in Matt Wells's class and what he did, what he did to sign that first class back in February of 2022. And then, I would even call it like I I don't. I would even say this is his first full class. It's been like the first year because guys are usually recruited sophomore and junior years. These are seniors at this point. So the twenty, this the class that will sign in twenty twenty four will technically, I think, you can consider McGuire's first full recruiting class. Right. Right. But if he's able to sustain and continue to build on the trend and success he's had already that could just be just out of this world. Uh, The uh, contract extension for Kingsbury happened days before the start of his second
1: season. That's what it was. Okay. Okay. So they did it, I guess in August. Yeah. Of 2014, 13, 2014, 2014. Yeah, that's right. Well, and that's, that's where I'm at right now. You know, having been to the, the game in Houston, getting to see that in person getting to experience that. Um, I, I remember where I was after the holiday bowl in Kingsbury's first year, I was immediately just pulled in thinking, Oh gosh, tech's about to take off. Oh, this me too. And that is the last time I felt that. And I, I told myself I'd never feel that way again, intentionally, whether it's <laughs> whether there's reason to feel that way or not, because then I think tech went four and eight yep. or they won five games. I forgot what it was. Missed a bowl game for the first time in I don't know twenty-something years, but that was oh no 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 because uh, no that's that's right no because Tupperville had missed one I think anyway um, I'm not there now I'm I'm not like irrationally excited about the next year like I was when Tech won the Holiday Bowl but I can tell you I'm pretty darn excited. Uh, You know, what we saw Shuck do these last games, I mean, as as a starter, I think he's lost one game and that and he didn't finish that game. Um, The dude plays, man. He plays hard. Uh, He makes mistakes. Sure, he does. But I completely respect what he was able to do, especially in the bowl game. Um, You know, coming back in in the end of the year, getting thrown into some really weird situations late in games, making some poor decisions. But when he's the guy that starts for you, he does so much better and he's able to move the ball some more and uh, is an impressive guy. And he announced that he's coming back Mm -hmm. with with Smith. Yeah. And with Smith gone. It, you know, I I feel like Smith's presence was missed a lot in the red zone. I think Kitley was trying to get a little bit too unique in there. You know, like the, I don't know, a screen to your tight end on the outside when your ride, wide receivers can't block anybody. I, it's just Baron Morton was out there for whatever reason. But, um, you know, I do think Smith we will miss him. And I missed him during that game thinking, man, if he was in, I think these red zone plays would have gone much smoother. Tech might've really rolled, uh, getting some things going early, but yeah, I, I, I felt I'm I'm excited about next year without trying to be without thinking, Oh, well, we're going to win nine ten games next year. I'm I'm not trying to go into it like that either. Yeah. I, I, I felt we don't know who we we're playing post game.
0: Yeah, that's true. We don't have the schedule yet. We have our, our non-conference schedule. Um,
1: but yeah, at, at Wyoming host Oregon host Tarleton state. I wish we'd get away from the
0: FCS games, but I, I, I remember feeling post game. Like we, we missed an opportunity just to absolutely bury old miss. um, mm-hmm. We, we should have scored at least three more touchdowns or you had, those point, you had the opportunities to convert some more of those drives into touchdowns in a game where you still beat them by 17 and it wasn't even that close. Um, because the entire game, like even the, the, the commentators were, were commenting on it or touching on it, just how much more physical Texas Tech was than Ole Miss and that's not something that you've seen before we've, you know, we've talked about in years past how, you know, you've, you didn't get off the bus. There are games you just lost because of the name on the Jersey on the opposing team. You know, you got mentally defeated before the game even started or all this kind of stuff, the patch, you know, the, the, the conference patch on the opposing team. Um, that, that's just not a thing anymore. And it's been great to see, um, You know, when we were previewing the game and we were looking at their their running backs, like if we could just slow them down enough, you held them 100 yards under their season season average. You made all-world freshman Judkins. Yeah, he he averaged six yards per carry in the season until like the, the, the fourth quarter was averaging like a yard... A yard 1.1 yards per carry. Uh, Zach Evans got the start. I think it was because, you know, he's back home in Texas, back in, in Houston, and playing a familiar opponent. Even he didn't do all that well to start off. You just, you in, in, imposed your will. Um, you changed the mentality of that team. Uh, you definitely changed the mentality of Lane Kiffin. I think he got in his own way when he was going up against Texas Tech and, and Joe McGuire thinking, I have to go forward and forward down a lot that they absolutely made a ton of wrong decisions on fourth down. Like, they went for it on fourth down on their own 11. They, they had yeah. a fake punt that like everybody in the entire world read it before. Like the entire punt team was ready for it. They, they weren't in a punt block formation. They weren't in a punt return formation. They were almost in a regular defensive alignment when they ran that fake punt. Like, as much as I railed on Kenny Perry and special teams this year, I'm sorry, I'm still getting over an illness as much as I railed on them. Like they just were, were absolutely prepared for that. Um, you just, you just out schemed them. You outdid everything they wanted to do. They they tried to get fancy and to, to match you in your aggression and they just couldn't do it.
1: So, well, and they had, you know, the first, um, I think, what was it, that first drive that Ole Miss had? They went for it on fourth and it was fourth and long, if I remember right. Yeah. I'm trying to find it, like fourth and seven or nine. And I don't know if they'd crossed midfield yet or it was really close to that. Uh, I I think you're right. I think they came in thinking, hey, we're going to be aggressive. Tech's going to be aggressive. And, yeah, it was fourth and seven on Texas Tech's 38-yard line. So they had just crossed midfield. And they went for it and turned the ball over. So right there, opening drive, opening kickoff. I thought, I'm not sure what analytics would say to do that. Oh, on opening I, have drive. That, <laughs> fourth, I have that chart. It says to punt. Yeah, fourth and seven on the opposing teams. Yeah, you, you, you got across midfield. Good for you. But come on you know, it was 12 minutes and 33 seconds left in this first quarter and they've already turned the ball over. Yeah. Two of seven on the day for fourth down on Ole Miss. I I do think they were trying to match what tech does in that area. Texas tech has the most fourth down attempts in the country by far. Uh, I, I can't remember the numbers exactly, but Texas tech has 52 or 53 attempts on the season. And I think the next closest one's Baylor. And they're in the 40s. So this is what they do. They came in knowing that and thinking maybe that would throw off this defense. It did not. Uh, it could have if Giffen would have called some different plays or something. But yeah, if he called the just, first down I, play. Just, yeah, that stuck with me like crazy. You know, fourth and seven. Fourth and seven. Score zero, zero. What are you doing? But I guess, uh, you know, I kind of get it's kind of hard to punt from that area too. It's too long to, to attempt to fill goal. Maybe not too long, but pretty long. Uh, that's whatever. 55 yards, man. Yeah. So I'm sure their fans were beside themselves on that. Um, you know, that that's just one of the instances, but this was a complete dis- dismantling by this Texas tech team. Uh, they did whatever they wanted. Like you said, it really could have gotten more out of hand, had they been a little bit more successful in the red zone and you know, Ole Miss was able to finally start moving the ball a little bit, but it took a while. I was, I was really concerned about these running backs. And like you said, they just, you know, 23 attempts for 91 yards for Judkins. The kid's incredible. He is a really, really talented back. This is a really good offensive line and tech without Tyree Wilson Mm-hmm. completely controlled this this game up front. Yeah,
0: the speaking of the uh red zone. Uh Ole Miss, when they had the ball uh in the on the, on the season were 99th in the FBS converting 79.7% of their red zone attempts. Against Texas Tech they were 4 for 5 so 80%. They were held to their season average. Um Sorry there there was just a loud noise in the house and make sure everybody's okay <laughs> uh the tech Tech defense obviously they they gave up eighty percent where they had they, they had been giving up seventy three point six percent and then the the flip side when Dex Tech had the ball uh, a point where um the way it played out should have been an advantage for Ole Miss. Texas Tech was six of eight in the red zone for 75%, where they had been 92%. Um, That was a huge disparity there from their season average to the actual game. But, I mean, had Texas Tech scored 92% of their red zone drives against Ole Miss, like like we've we've hammered this point, that would have been a bloodbath. Uh, Turnover margin you forced five turnovers. This is not even counting the fourth down attempts, which were good as any turnover, especially like when you consider that fourth and whatever it was uh, from their own 11. Um, I mean, my goodness, you, you did end up having, um, you had three of your own turnovers. So you were, you were still plus two in the turnover margin for the game. Um but on the season you were you were minus nine, so you, you moved up to plus or sorry, minus seven on the season. Uh Ole Miss went from plus one to, to minus one. That was you know, obviously being plus two in the game was was huge. Um wish you wouldn't have thrown that interception in the end zone.
1: Um but you know, it is what it is. Well, there's another, you know, possible touchdown drive right there. Just as as good as tech did, they, they could have even done better. And that's what's so crazy about this game. I think we're all, I don't think anyone's upset <laughs> and no one's like, well, you know, I'm, I'm really ticked off that tech didn't get 55 on them or whatever. No, no one's saying that, but this was just how dominating the game was and how well, uh, they were able to put it together how well McGuire and his staff had these guys ready to play. I mean, they came out playing and and no one can say no one can pull the old, well, Ole Miss didn't want to be there. Crap. You don't get that many targeting penalties, that many personal fouls, that many plays reviewed for targeting. If you don't want to be there, these guys were playing hard. Everybody was. And so uh, there's none of that. You know, Ole Miss didn't have, we talked about it last week they were really thrilled that they didn't have any of the guys sit out for the combine Mm -hmm. for the draft. Uh, The the few guys that entered the portal were pretty similar to the guys that entered the portal on tech side. Uh, There's, I mean, I'm sure there's a couple of exceptions, but for Ole Miss, it was mostly guys that didn't have a huge contributing role over the year. So they, they were a a pretty full team as full, if not full as tech and, they had guys that were they were playing hard. I mean, they kept playing hard at the end. Poor Dart, man. I felt like they should have he probably should have kept, stopped playing. <laughs> they should have stopped playing. Yeah, I mean, he was he was playing so hard and that's what they were telling him to do, but that you know, that last quarter, that was kind of brutal to watch him you know, almost get knocked out of the game a couple times. In garbage time, basically. Yeah, but I get it. I mean, I get players wanting to play. So anyway, none of that narrative is going to fly. Um, but just to see tech do this to uh, sure SEC, that's a big deal, whatever, but it's a power five opponent. It's opponent who I kind of think is quote unquote on par with Texas tech, as far as terms of money into the program, possibly facilities. I don't know. Uh, but to just, Take them down as much as they did to to see Ole Miss fans just leaving at halftime and not coming back, making it really easy for me to leave the parking lot when it was time for me to come back. (laughs) For me to leave. I mean real considerate of them. That was beautiful. I, I just appreciated the sportsmanship there to look across the field and just see, you know, so many empty open seats. Um I can't, I I don't know. It was a, it was a really fun atmosphere. It was exciting. I've got a lot of food takes to share, so I'm going to sprinkle one in right now. Okay. Hot dog was just the hot dog was ass. (laughs) Okay. It was the worst. It was just so terrible. I mean, the the $3 dog or the dollar dog or whatever you get at any Texas tech game is better than the one that I got at energy stadium. And it was supposed to be at this place that was a, a quote unquote H town classic. And so I'm kind of glad I don't remember the actual name of the place. Cause I don't want, I imagine if you went to their actual restaurant in Houston, it would be much better. But yeah, this was like a gray, a gray hot dog. The proportions were weird. Ooh. Just. Duh. It's none of that. Anyway, good. no, none of that was good. And the and the way our day was, we planned, we're like, okay, we, we don't really have any time to eat dinner. Cause we're dropping our, six-year-old off with our friends in cyprus and then we're going to the game and we've just got to go straight there and i'm telling you we were standing waiting to get to our seat when the national anthem started and so we were maybe three minutes in our seat three minutes before kickoff. i mean it was just it seemed Close. like it was it yeah. all happened really fast we barely <laughs> made it so we're like okay we're just gonna eat the stadium and yeah it was it was tor- it was horrible don't uh, don't plan on eating a, a hot dog at energy so I'll, I'll stop there. But did you did you have more you wanted to talk about that game, or did you want to yeah. move on to kind well, of the I bowl mean, or well, see, you, you, you've talked
0: about sportsmanship. You've talked about hot dogs. Oh, of course, like, this is all
1: just, just perfect
0: uh, segue into just what a giant bitch Lane Kiffin is. <laughs> um, their team was getting pounded so badly. He turned from uh, he just he just made outlandish and stupid comments that absolutely have no bearing on 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 the game itself except for they were embarrassed they they thought they were just going to roll and be able to beat little old Texas Tech and uh they just got their asses demolished and they were whining about it their players were pissed there was this little dust up towards the end of the game um you know when this was following the the fumble when their the receiver caught the ball and then uh the fumble was forced and then recovered by Texas Tech um Ole Miss had two personal foul calls against them. Uh, Lane Kiffin was confused somehow or just found a, a convenient scapegoat. Like, well, they have a number 11 that was in there too. Uh, so it should have been called on them. And then he, then he lobbed uh, the, the most asinine, outlandish claims post-game that that black player of, of Texas Tech made some kind of racial slur against a black player of Ole Miss. Like what 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 kind of moron think thinks that's even remotely possible? Um
1: that you know No and, didn't even think he said possibly.
0: <laughs> like he, I guess to his credit, he did have enough qualifiers and I'm like, well, if it didn't happen, he's like, Well, I didn't say it
1: happened. <sighs> but that's that's almost worse. But he That's almost worse. He still said enough. Say something like "stand by it." Say what you said, man. Yeah, no. I heard it. I heard it. This is this is. I mean, if you're going to throw something around like that, don't leave room for well, possibly. I said, well, he might have used a racial slur. Holy crap! No. Well, you know, he might have shot a guy. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. He also claimed that's a big claim, man. You don't just float that around. Also claimed that maybe one of his players
0: got spat on. Uh oh sure maybe so much so that he he took him to the ref to show him like look this he's not crying he got spat on I was like one like the where is, where are this where are this player's balls at that he's going to let his coach yes. like look man he's not he's crying look at the tears on his face because something <laughs> mean was said to him like he tried to use moisture on this man's face for two different outlandish claims that he was spat on but also he was so upset because there was a racial slur said like you're not even keeping your own story straight, man. But of course, just, like there, there there's no way to to prove what he said or to disprove, but the burden of proof is obviously on the on the accuser, right? But there, there's not gonna be yeah. any any follow-up on, on their end, because it whatever. It just it's gonna it's gonna continue to play out that uh Texas Tech and fans and players or whatever are classless and they're gonna say, Well, look at this time that they their players were, were making racist comments in a bowl game and spitting on people. I it's like, nah, man, that wasn't true then. It's not true now. It's never true. Uh yeah. there, there's been no retraction or or clarification on their part. Maguire and Dimitri Moore, the player on the Texas Tech side that was involved in the the, I guess you call them allegations, you know, immediately made a comment. I think they were even still traveling when that that uh their statement was released. I was like, yeah, that, that's not even remotely possible thing that could have happened and whatever,
1: It's not a thing. Well I'm so, just surprised more, you know, during this racial barrage and just the spitting that he wasn't able to unleash that that pocket full of triple A's that you know every football player and every Texas Tech fan carries. Just all these double A batteries just flying throughout the air, all over the old Miss sideline. Just more of this crap, more frozen water bottle crap, more of the same stuff that didn't happen. Yeah. I, I did I did really appreciate that McGuire did not mince words and said that he is, quote, disappointed and opposing head coach decided to insinuate serious allegations that are false and irresponsible, end quote. And these are serious. To insinuate that someone used a racial slur? Mm-hmm but then have no proof and then walk it back when anyone starts questioning you on it. That's chicken shit, man. Yeah. That's just, that's just someone who's mad. And what, what's so bad is this overshadows the really cool thing. And you, you mentioned it too on the instant reaction. I don't know. Everybody's seen it, but <laughs> the guy behind me yelled it in my ear like nine times. So <laughs> the, the the really cool thing that they did at the beginning of the play where Texas tech lined up in a formation, very similar to what Mike Leach did back in the air raid days, really wide O-line splits. Mm-hmm. The guy behind me was losing it. The wide splits, wide splits. This is for Leach. This is for Leach. I mean, he just screaming at the top of his lungs. <laughs> like, dude, if we just started this game. Don't be that guy. Um, But he was right. And then, of course, Ole Miss declined the penalty. Hey, great. You know, good job both of these guys acknowledging Leach. Kiffin has been very vocal. He was at the service. Good on him for that. But then, you know, to kind of come out with that type of united front and then for this stuff to happen at the end of the game was just really disappointing. And, um, you know, I, I tweeted during the middle of the game, I think Kiffin called a timeout right after a injury timeout or something. And I was like, ah, he's a great troll. And then he does something like this and you're just like, yeah, still just nothing to, to back this up whatsoever. Aside from just mad that his players were getting their tails kicked for the fifth time in six games.
0: Mm -hmm. All right. With that, Michael, I think, I think we should move on to basketball. Okay,
1: I'm cool with that. All right, let's do it.
0: Here comes Stevenson. Stings. Oh, and it is stuck back by the Ooh. freshman Sensation Smith. Pass over the top before to the crowd stripped by Owens.
1: Already on the run. Bounce pass. Here's Culver. Evans. Yes. Game over. Mooney with a crossover in the line.
0: Now the shot clock is at three. Mooney spins, fires.
1: Oh, he got it to go.
0: Edwards with a three. Good. What a shot, Kyler Edwards. Ready, double, into two. Oh, goal puts it down? already, Odiasi probars it in. Shot clock. All right, game update. It's two minutes or so. Kansas just called a timeout. text Tech has gotten the game within 371.68 after two made free throws by our boy, Pop Isaacs. Uh, apparently, his dad's in town. He's having a great time. <laughs> I don't know if you follow him on Twitter or not, Michael, but...
1: Oh, I do. He's, okay. he's a must-follow. Everyone look up Richard Isaacs. Give him a follow. You'll learn some things. You'll learn uh, some of the spots here in Lubbock. Yes, Um, some hot
0: spots. O'Banner, after Saturday's no-show, is just going off. I think he's got 21 points, at least 21. I think the last time I saw he said 21. Uh, He's got 24. 24. Yeah, so 71, 68, 207 left. O'Banner with 24 points. Let's go. All right. Um, As this game is going to wind down, we're going to touch on the... uh, Washington hit a jumper down by one. (laughs) 8-1 8-1 <laughs> run in the last minute 50 Kansas has the ball on my stream so they're going to miss this oh my gosh just getting you're absolutely- going to
1: miss this yep. you're going to won't. there's Washington with the ball
0: back. oh floater in the lane Washington. oh it was beautiful Let's go. All right. Um gone by so fast. <laughs> schedule uh tidbit. St. John's and Texas Tech have agreed to a home-and-home home starting next season, starting in Madison Square Garden, and then the return trip will be the 23-24 season. Nope, 24-25 in Lubbock. Uh, St. John's, I mean, my goodness, this is a team that, you know, we've played before, uh, usually really good games with them. You've met them in uh, non-conference tournaments. I think you met them in the NIT a few years ago. Um, oh, oh, Banner. My God, dude. Uh, sorry, he just hit a, a layup, 72, 73. All right, um, so we talked about how just atrocious the Texas Tech non-conference scheduling has been we get the a few random preseason early season tournaments um but a home and home with a a a good basketball team you'd love to see it so before this game um you're 10 and 3 on the season we're going to do some quick updates we're going to add a fourth <laughs> ranking to track uh because it's just it's important to to, to keep your pulse your finger on the pulse of the net rankings, especially as we consider is Texas tech good enough to be a, a tournament team. Um, according to net rankings, your, your top 50, all 10 big 12 teams are in the top 50, which is just outstanding. Texas tech is 42. They are zero and three in quad one games though. That's unfortunate. They have not played a quad two or quad three game and they're 10 and O in quad four games. Ooh, there you go. That's going to get you, <laughs> but you need some more quality. You need quad one. When and like you may you like the rest of your schedule may be quad one games. because uh, if everybody's top fifty, um, but they don't they don't want you to know what a quad one game is. Ken Palm, no. you did you did bump up a couple spots even after the loss to, to TCU. You were thirty thirty-third, you're up to thirty-first. Offense dipped a little bit from fifty-fourth to sixty-first. Defense did go up twenty-seventh to twenty-second. Haslametrics uh slid you up nine spots forty-fifth to thirty-sixth. Um offense went up from 79th to 65th. And oh, here we go. Sorry. I I I know you're you're probably way ahead. Uh Kansas missed a shot 30 seconds to go, 25 seconds to go. Tech Tech has the ball down by one. Down by one. Calls a timeout. Um has the metrics defense stayed at 33rd. T rank slid for you moved up one spot 32nd to 31st. Offense moved up from 90th to 84th. Defense stayed at 21st. So they're all pretty close. Uh, your resume is just not very good. You just, you got just an absolutely trash non conference schedule. The few good teams you've played, you've lost to. Um, mm-hmm. So you've got 18 Big 12 games to bolster that resume. Uh, you had one on Saturday, stupid, that you were playing as well as you were. You had an 11 point lead at halftime. And then you end up losing that game. Um, I mean, you just, it it was just disappointing, right? Because you should have won that game. You were in position to win that game. Um, You were playing your style all through the first half. And then TC was able to flip that on you. And they were able to to do what they wanted to do, which was to turn you over and get in transition. Uh, Because in the half court, you were just absolutely dominating that game. But when, when they were able to get, get out and run, they were able to do, like I said, that's that's what they wanted to do. Uh, so you lose that game. You, it was a projected loss anyways, according to Haslametrics, 69-66. You end up losing the game 67-61. Tonight's game, like I said, uh, I don't know if Michael's ahead yet or if he knows the outcome. Don't tell me. Uh, but Tech Tech is down by one with 25 seconds to go. Uh Haslametrics did project this as a loss as well, 72-68. Uh, that was the latest update from today. Kansas is third in the AP poll. Um, Texas Tech, Tech is on a 12-3 run the last three and a half minutes so far this game, which has just been fantastic. Um, you've got a 1.1 ah. second difference in the shot clock. Michael just ruined it. <laughs> one, no, I haven't ruined anything yet. One second difference between the shot clock and the game clock.
1: Um. Don't shoot that. Oh, of, okay. man. Oh, man. Of all people. You'll see it. See, I'm seeing the summary in stat broadcast, and then you're going to see it live, and then I'm going to see it live. Because streaming is so weird and dumb. I have no idea why.
0: Oh, look. Like, two Texas Tech players absolutely demolished by... Kansas and no whistles because, you know, Bill Self we'll bitched and whined for 30 seconds <laughs> to start the game when they were losing. Bacho may have broken a finger. That's awesome. Oh my gosh, that was a reach in and he got tackled. What the fuck are they wow. looking at? <laughs> like Pop Isaac was absolutely demolished on his drive and nothing. Bacho, to his credit, was chasing down whatever his name is, 24 that dunked it.
1: Adams. Yeah, another Adams. But um is getting credited with the steal. That's what hurts. Fuck that guy. One of
0: the, They got absolutely the things that hurts. raked him across the arm. So, yeah, dude, his
1: Oh, it's McCullough, Why McCullough doesn't get the steal? He just was in the right place at the right time. Abacho's hand is jacked up, dude. It, he may have dislocated
0: the oh, finger, maybe broken. They got like four guys blocking the camera, but they're working Ugh. on the sideline.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, I will. Not, I will not be watching because uh, that is.
0: Yeah. Okay. So look. Um. Here comes Isaac's. Yeah, Adams absolutely Ooh. like <laughs> just hit him across the arm.
1: And then. Oh man. <laughs> Fardaz Amac was like looking over at what they're doing to Bacho, and, and he was freaking yelling. out.
0: Yeah, so they put they put a couple seconds back on the clock. Seven seconds left. Texas Tech down by three. So it's not over. Um, we'll uh we'll, well, we'll let this game play out before we get to. We'll see if Kansas
1: fouls if they're up three.
0: Oh, Jalen Wilson tackled Bacho from behind, uh, even before Isaac's drive. Like that whole offensive possession. Kansas was able to do whatever the fuck they wanted to do. And,
1: and, and the ref's just like, well, it's the Jayhawks. Ball don't lie. Man, Bacho, did you see how fast that man got down the field? The field. Yeah, he I was switched to, switch to he basketball mode. Galloping. He was moving, man. He cleared out some space. Bacho just cleared out a little space. And well, I guess they're saying that number 10 for Kansas slipped Ooh, I don't want to watch this replay. Yeah, he
0: <sighs> slipped backwards well, as he pulled Bacho down. What an absolute fucking disgrace. These refs should just learn a different profession. My god. That's that's pitiful and pathetic. that That's how that game is going to end. All right. So
1: Texas Tech falls. 75-72. <laughs> Kansas. 75-72.
0: Like, absolute cluster of an of a offensive possession with multiple fouls that could have been called, whether it was on Bacho when Jalen Wilson pulled him down backwards, um, or the three guys that collapsed on Pop Isaacs, McCuller, KJ Adams, or the other dude. Is it KJ Adams? Yeah. It is KJ Adams. Okay. Yeah, because I I remember thinking early in the game I was like that's not confusing at all.
1: KJ Adams and yeah. KJ Allen. I know. I thought okay, let me just make sure that's right. Good Lord. Uh,
0: so where were we? we? We knew this game was oh. going to be tough, right? Uh, and and it always is against Kansas and the refs. Like I don't know how many times you have to you have to explain that eight on five is just not a, a, a winning. Measure it's difficult to win eight on five in basketball. It's proven again true tonight.
1: I will credit, I, just, I don't Tech. understand how they,
0: how they swallow their whistle there. Like you had so you had two or three opportunities
1: to call a foul. I don't even know if they were in the bonus, so I don't think it would have even been like a crazy.
0: You know why they weren't in the bonus, Michael? Uh,
1: Let's see. Because Kansas Kansas doesn't foul, apparently. They're just, they're, well, they're angels. They, I, I can't keep up with it. It says Kansas had seven fouls in the second half, but I don't know if they fouled after that. I don't think they did. So I guess it would have been in the bonus that they blew their whistle. Oh, well. All right. On to, on to OU. We got to focus on OU. Yeah. We got to focus on OU. Otherwise, this is all for (laughs) naught.
0: Um, Hosting the Sooners this upcoming Saturday, 6 p.m. ESPN+. Plus. It's a projected win, at least when I did the notes this afternoon. 67.7 to 65.77. Uh, Oklahoma so far in the season is 9-4. They Nope, they're 9-5 because they lost tonight. 0-2 oh uh, in conference play. They lost their first conference game to a... No, sorry, they didn't play tonight. They play tomorrow. They're 9-5. and five. Shut up, Spencer. <laughs> Read the notes. Nine and four, oh and one. Their first conference game was a one-point loss to Texas at home. They will host Iowa State, who looks way better than we thought they would. They host them on Wednesday. The team is led by senior guard Grant surefield number 25, 6'2, 200 18 points per game, 47% from the field, 52% from three on 69 attempts. So it's not like it's uh he's hitting 50% of his threes on 10 attempts and 88% from the free throw stripe. You have to scheme this guy out of the game. Absolutely. That's it. Whoever, whoever is on the coaching staff that has the scout for this game, it's Sherfield. That is the exact player
1: that is designed to be Texas tech. Well, you saw Kansas had like three of those guys tonight. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's usually how that works. I mean, they were, they shot 40. Let me see where it was. They finished at 46% from three. They were, I think, 50 or above at one point. 49% from the field. That's what's so frustrating. Kansas shot 49%, Tech shot 47 from the field. Kansas shot 46 from three, Tech shot 48 to play that well offensively and still come up short. Sorry, go ahead. Back to OU. I'm not focused on OU. I'm, I'm still. Uh, <laughs>
0: Groves are Ugh. are they brothers or twins? I wrote them as twins, the brothers, well, the they're, they're at least brothers. Uh right. they are they're shooting they're scoring 10.2 and 10.7 points per game, Tanner and Jacob respectively. Tanner's shooting 60 sorry, 56% from the field, 29% from three. So he's not the three-point shooter of the duo. Jacob though is 51% from the field, 45% from three. Um as a team, they are scoring 69 points per game and allowing teams to score 61.5. Um, they do it on greater than 50% shooting from the field, uh, holding opponents to 42%. Um, they've got a, a pretty good three-point defense. They they do shoot just under 40% from three, but keep teams to just uh, just under 27%. They're not great at the free throw line, 71.5%. They don't really out-rebound you, 31.5% to 292 uh, They don't commit a lot of turnovers. They don't force a lot of turnovers. Um, but they are negative in that aspect. They, they turn the ball over more than they first force turnovers. They turn it over 12.5 times a game to the opponent's 107 And then those with greater basketball knowledge will have to tell me how meaningful of a stat the assist-to-turnover ratio is. But it is 1.1% in their favor, and they hold opponents
1: to 0.9. That so, it seems, it seems um, notable.
0: Texas Tech, for reference, uh, scoring 80 points per game and allowing teams to score just under 63. They do it by shooting 50.4% from the field and holding opponents at 39.5. They shoot 36.5, 36.7% from the field and allow teams to shoot 30.2. That number's going to go up a little bit tonight. Seventy-one mm-hmm. percent from the from the free throw line. Uh, do get a a decent rebound advantage, thirty-six to thirty. Um, you are positive in the turnover in that you force more turnovers than you you commit. But you are still averaging almost fifteen turnovers a game, which is twice as many as you need to be turning over. But you are forcing seventeen turnovers per game. And then your assisted turnover ratio is one point one as well, same as Oklahoma. But your opponents are zero point seven.
1: Texas Tech heads fifteen turnovers tonight. <sighs> well, that's average. So,
0: um, it is a like I said, projected win according to Haslam Metrics sixty seven point seven zero to sixty five point seven seven.
1: Close. They're all going to be like this, aren't they, Spencer? Yeah.
0: Uh, and just a couple of points in either direction because every team is in the top 50 in net rankings or Haslametrics, whatever. Oklahoma is 28th. Texas Tech is 36th. So very, very close. I think Iowa State may be the furthest back at 54th, uh, at least according to Haslametrics, which we'll talk about next. Even that game, it's projected as a one-point loss on the road for the Red Raiders up in Ames, Iowa. Um. Now they do it. What Iowa State does is they do it on the defensive end. They're not so great offensively. They only score seventy one point four points per game. They hold teams at fifty seven point three points per game. Uh, They only shoot forty. I say only. They shoot forty six percent from the field. They hold opponents at thirty eight percent from the field. They're not a three point shooting team. Thirty three point six percent hold opponents at thirty percent. They don't shoot very well at the free throw line. Sixty nine percent. Just about. Um, there's no rebound advantage for them or the opponents, even just under 33. What they do, Michael, is they force a hell of a lot of turnovers. Oh gosh, I'm just seeing that. They average forcing 21 turnovers a game and only Oof. turn the ball over themselves 13. So when you're creating eight more possessions just on turnovers, that's certainly going to help. Their assist to turnover ratio does reflect that they are 1.3 and they hold opponents at 0.5.
1: So this is going to be similar to playing their football team. Yeah, it's going to be a grind. Yeah, it's going to be a grind. And Tech's offense has got to overcome this defense and not be susceptible to committing 20 turnovers. Yep. So that game Tuesday
0: night will be at 7 p.m. We'll, we'll be recording basically right as that game is going final. So you get your instant reaction and then your your upcoming episodes for that.
1: So if week, you enjoyed but, the last 10 minutes of us stammering and going, what the hell just happened? <laughs> That'll be the you beginning of the, the next, next episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, Iowa State so far is 10 and 2 on the year. They
0: are 1 and 0. Oh. Uh, in conference play, they have defeated they defeated Baylor pretty handily. 77-62 the other night. Um, they've played a hell of a schedule so far. And to be 10-2 is really impressive. Uh, they did lose to Iowa uh, pretty bad. 75-56. They defeated St. John's by eleven. They lost to UConn um, who is the top five program right now, but they were, they lost by 18. They defeated uh, at the time, number one, North Carolina by five. They defeated Villanova in overtime by two. Um, so they've got a pretty impressive resume at 10 and two. Um, again, much better than, than I thought they were gonna be. Uh, they are led by senior guard, Jaron Holmes, number 13, 6'4, only scoring 13.5 points per game, shooting only 38% from the field, 35% from three on just 40 attempts and 65% from the free throw line. It's more of a team effort with the Cyclones. Uh, the other guy to look out for is senior guard Caleb Grill, 6'3", 200, 10.7 points per game, 43% from the field, 37% from three, and 80% from the free throw line. No other guy averages more than 10 points a game, but you've got guys like game uh is it Gabe Croucher? I don't know. It's, it's that, that guy. And then, um, Alex Kunch, Kuntz, um, guys that have been with that program for, for a little while that have proven to be good at basketball and give you problems. So, uh, you got another opportunity to get back on the winning side this weekend at home versus Oklahoma. Um, this, this non, this non-conference, this, Conference schedule, now that we're into that, is going to be just a, just a beating. Get nine in, nine out. Um, Kansas State, man, they went on the road in Austin. They put up 54 first-half points against the Longhorns in Austin tonight. Um, they were they had a pretty good lead. I don't know if they ended up winning that game. The second half looked like the Horns were coming back, but as picked to be the last team in the Big 12, uh, obviously if they're in the top 50 net rankings, they're, they're, they're a tournament team. At least right now, they're they look at Jerome Tang coming from
1: Baylor is doing good things for them. Yeah. What's up? Score, score update in Austin, Kansas State with 57 minute or minutes, 57 Whoa. seconds left. Check out this score up 112 to 103. So defense is out the window now. Yeah. T- Texas has scored 63 points so far in the second half. Good Lord. They have roared back. I mean, they're still down, they're still down by nine, but, um, 63 points in the second half. That's yeah. scary. Even if they lose, that's scary. Yeah, well, Good job, you, good you, job, K-State.
0: The Redditors, we get to con- contend with that next Saturday, the 14th in Austin. That's the next conference game that we'll talk about next week, get you the preview there. Uh, but this week, obviously, you lost tonight to Kansas. You've got a game Saturday against Oklahoma here at home, 6 p.m., and the next Tuesday night in Ames against Iowa State, Michael, where where are you at so far um, with this team
1: this season? I I wouldn't say I'm disappointed. I'm just I, I would say that my expectations have adjusted. I think we kind of glossed over that a little bit during this last stretch where Tech was playing some just. <sighs> some not quality opponents. Um, and sure. Yeah. The tech was getting in triple digits, three games in a row, all that kind of good stuff, but I wasn't buying into it. And you know, what we saw in Maui probably worried me the most. And that kind of shocked me into, all right, here's, here's where I think this team's going to be. Hopefully middle of the big 12, hopefully make the tournament. Uh, that's still where I'm at. I, I think they still have that chance. The, tur- the conference schedule is schedule's gonna- Okay, first off, sorry for cutting off there. My laptop battery died. Uh, very rookie mistake. Only 5% of this podcast. I don't think that's ever happened. <laughs> so I'm on my phone. Uh, but yeah, just this team, I, I, I think we may have gone in expecting too much. We may have gone in expecting Adams to perform a miracle with a completely new roster. And so I would just say my my expectations adjusted. And I don't know if I'm going to be disappointed or upset or whatever. I'll I'll kind of reserve that for the end of the year. But I mean, I'm sitting at this point, gosh, if tech gets 500 in the big 12, I think I'd be pretty impressed with that, Uh, with the quality of the conference. And, uh, you know, with what this team would have to do for that to happen. Um, Bacho may have just injured his hand for the foreseeable future. We don't know. That's a really big part of how this team can do. He hasn't been a hundred percent for a few weeks now. Um, but that, that's kind of where I'm at. I think my, I haven't lost shine on the team. I still think they're going to surprise some people, but I'm, I'm not over here thinking, Oh great. Another sweet 16 run. That's, that's not where I'm at. Where are you at, man?
0: So I'm, um, yeah, I'm, I'm adjusting expectations. Um, uh, You know, I think you see results, especially like the one on Saturday where you let a game get away that you should have won Um, much more so than tonight's results. And you're just like, man, I I just, we're just not there yet. Um, You'd hope that the team can come together and, and, and get to tournament level play. Uh, It's going to take a lot of work in the conference part of the schedule because of just how, his poor the non-conference was. <laughs> uh, you you won, you know, all those quad four games, but you're now 0-4 in quad one games. Um, anyways, so I'm... I, I don't think I would be, like, super harsh on, on the team or on uh, Mark Adams uh, if this team, you know, is a little bit underperformed because you're missing. Like, you you know, you mentioned Boccio. We haven't had... Uh, AMAC. Uh, some of the guys you you were expecting to come in and compete and 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 contribute have just not yet. Uh, you know, you brought in three-point shooters that aren't seeing the floor, you run scores that get a couple minutes a game. Um so you know, it's just I guess one of those things. So, anyways, um I do want to hear more of your uh Houston food recap, Michael. With with the basketball oh, okay. games, though, I, I I think we should give Predictions, projections, I don't know. I mean, I I don't know if you can actually give how great of a prediction you can give for games. Besides, it's going to be close. You need to be... I hate to be as basic as limit the turnovers, hit your free throws, hit your easy shots. But like, if you do that, which you're obviously more than capable of doing, you should be good in a lot of these games. If you do that and lose a game, that's one thing.
1: So... I'll throw in one more. Rotate on defense.
0: Yeah, don't let the uh the Lock obviously something.
1: yeah, the obviously hot
0: three-point shooter be standing there all, all by himself.
1: Yeah, and don't let Grady Dick miss a three and then get his own freaking rebound at the lane. Don't don't do that type of crap. Yeah, just because, you know, you got to play them again. So Yeah, we can get we can get some some food takes if you want. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. What do we learn, Palmer? I don't know,
0: sir. I don't know either. All right, you've got a whole list of them, so I'll let I you know. start, and I'll, I'll I'll interject mine when I
1: feel like I've got a spot that makes sense. Okay. Uh, my notes document is gone, so I'm just going to go off the cuff here. Well, do you, here I'll I'll read them to, to you. How about that?
0: Yeah, you team me up. Nico, Nico is maybe the best Greek food I've, you've ever had.
1: Oh my gosh. So we stayed, like I said, with, with um, Allison's maid of honor. And so we stayed at their house and uh, they've been really close friends for a long time. That was the first person she met when she came to um, New Mexico from Kentucky for college. So the first person who cooked her Mexican food that she liked, she didn't think she liked Mexican food until uh, her friend cooked it for her. So, um, anyway, they've been friends for a long time and she took us to Nico Nico's excellent Greek food. Uh, I'm not the most, you know, renowned reviewer of, of Greek food, but I like it. And I like euros and I like the lamb and tzatziki and hummus and all that kind of good fun stuff. Well, we, we had pretty much all of it. We had Everything you could think of. Uh, even the French fries were good. The. Uh, my wife's friend got French fries that came with like this kind of oil that went on the fries, but also had feta cheese all over it. Um, they had a bakery there that made these little things. I forgot what they were called, but they were essentially donut holes. <laughs> this isn't doing it justice. <laughs> They're, they're, they weren't really donut holes, but they were about that size. They were a little, a little puff pastry, okay. And they were topped. They were topped with powdered sugar, and then they were filled with enough honey to where when you popped it in your mouth, took a bite, like the honey just, just like filled your mouth. It's Fantastic. So, really great Greek food.
0: Then that that obviously reminds me of the time I was living in Germany and I, I experienced Turkish food for like. I, I think there's a lot of similarity and crossover there, um, because the duner, which is the Turkish word for a, basically falafel or hero, um, with the shaved meat, usually lamb, and the tzatziki sauce, and the c- cucumber, and the shredded cabbage. Oh my gosh, it's so good! There's um motomedi here in town. If, yeah. if you're interested yeah. in, in Mediterranean slash Greek food, like they. When I, when I ate there with my office the other day and it was like, I, I think day, it was probably a couple months ago, like took me back. I was like, this, this is as I like, from what I remember, granted, I was in Germany 12 years ago. I'm like, this is what I wanted. This is a, this is a, a dooner through and through.
1: <laughs> so anyways. Yeah. It's in town. I mean, white bites really good. It's Greek to me is really good. Uh, Christakis, which has some of the best burgers in town, also has euros. Um, anyway, but I have to say the baton has been passed to Nico Nico's as far as okay. the best I've, I've ever had. Uh, another place they took us to Guadalajara Hacienda for fajitas. The mm-hmm. Fajitas were excellent.
0: You also said that you said- saw somebody famous there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I want you to, I want you to try to guess it. Um, so famous major league baseball player in Houston.
0: So you're in Houston. I'm going to, I'm going to assume it was an Astro and somebody that was recognizable eating Mexican food. But I don't, I, I don't want to take like the easy route and like go after one of their Hispanic players, but like Alex Bregman.
1: Okay, no, here's here's what I'll say. Um, former player. Lance Berkman. <laughs> no, I don't know. Who is it? Roger Clemens.
0: Oh, nice. He's yeah. in there getting his fajitas on.
1: <laughs> yeah, he was. So he came into the bar and uh the the folks we were with, our friends, were they're huge Astros fans, and they immediately like sat straight up at the table, like, oh my god, that's Roger Clemens. Roger Clemens is here. What do we do? And so you eat your uh, dinner. <laughs> my, my wife's friend was like taking pictures covertly or trying to, and she sent me a yeah. couple. And my wife didn't even get it. She's like, "Why did they send this awful picture of you and our daughter?" And I was like, "Well, it's not a picture it's, of us. It's a picture <laughs> it's of the guy behind us." Roger Clemens. She's like, "Who? I'm like, how did you miss that whole conversation?" So they were trying to figure out, should I go say hi? Do do we do that? Because, you know, he had his Astros cap on and everything. I mean, they went to the World Series games, you know, both times. Um, they've, they're they big fans. So it was just, I don't know, it was cool to be around. Because I was like, oh, that's cool. And then to, to turn back and see them, and they just were not letting it go. They were just enthralled with it. So yeah. I, was trying to think, oh, God, I guess that's kind of like if my homes walked somewhere, I would probably just... What do I do?
0: <laughs> what do, I do with my hands? Well, that, that I mean, I have, I have, I have had a similar experience when I was eating at a uh, Las Brisas and Kingsbury walked in and like held a re- recruiting dinner pictures. on the t- t- table behind me. I did the same thing. I took pictures over my shoulder because it was him. Uh, it was T.J. Vasher. They were they were trying to recruit him to stay. Is what it was. So is it was, it was that timeline. Was it Vasher? No.
1: Uh, I feel like it was before Basher.
0: Yeah, it was another big-time receiver that was, like, teetering on leaving the program. Anyways. Uh, yeah, but, like, legit, sat at the table. I could have touched their table. It was like, we were that close. But that's the only time I've really ever seen somebody famous that was like, <laughs> <laughs> Well,
1: I... I think it was just such a good food weekend. We stopped by Chapel Hill on the way out, which um, I got some sausages. I got some jalapeno and some garlic sausages that I threw on the good old Weber yesterday. Sounds great. Windy day. Yeah, it was. It was really good. And I was treated to some really solid old fashions. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean... the. The the guys we stayed with, uh, I was just really impressed. I was like, okay, I've got to learn how you do this because he made old, some old fashions for me. He's like, and he was he was honest. He said they're pretty good. I, I know what I'll do. I was like, okay, great, man, go. Let's go for it. Do it. And they were they were excellent. And so like he he shaves a little piece of orange peel mm-hmm. and then like squeezes the orange peel to get some of the I don't even know what you call that. It's not juice. It's like they had the Whatever. oil out of it. Yeah, the oil. Duh. And then he rubs that around the the rim of the glass, too. And then he has, like, he had, like, this perfect amount of simple syrup he uses and orange bitters and the regular Angostura, that those bitters. And he uses Buffalo Trace, which is an excellent bourbon, especially for the price. Probably one of the best price bourbons you can find. And that's usually what he uses to make them. And then he also uses the big sphere of ice mm-hmm. so that it melts really Did he really smoke slow. the glass? No, he didn't do anything like that. And I told him, I said, I tried that once. I had a smoked old fashioned once and I didn't care for it. It just tasted like scotch and I don't like scotch that much. I said, but no, I did try it once just so that I said I would and nah, I'm, even if I was like, even if someone offered me one, I'd be like, no, thanks <laughs> Up to that point. It's not like I would even be polite. I think I would just turn it down. So I was treated to that. His friend had just made some fresh beef jerky recently and he sent me home with a baggie of that. They sent me home with like some candy. They sent me, they sent us home with chips and salsa from that restaurant, which was excellent. Uh, and they have like this green sauce, which is like a cilantro, lime, garlic kind of sauce. Kind of reminiscent of Casa Herrera, but not really. If that makes any sense. So it's just been. a really really good food weekend
0: or week. Hey, so I, I want to throw in uh, a, a food of mine. I know we talked about it going into the break. Uh, we ordered this smoked prime rib from to Red, Red Meats. Did not disappoint. Um, mm-hmm. the, it comes fully cooked. So you just take it out of the package. Well, once it's thawed, you take it out of the package, you heat it up in the oven. Uh, the only thing that I would add to their instructions uh, is that you need to put a sear on it because what they do is basically have you put it in a pan with some water and you steam it. Uh, kind of, okay. but like it's just... If, if you're looking for steak... Or the, the 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 prime rib experience, you, you do kind of need a little bit of crust on the outside. So what I did after I did that, I pulled it out and we have the little butane torch. I torched the outside and get some uh, some crust on it because I, I didn't want to fire up the grill and like have it blast the outside of it.
1: So and for like ten minutes of use, that's like yeah. forty minutes of work.
0: And <laughs> so much charcoal, yeah. It's just. Anyway, so that on, in terms of coming back, following up on a, on a food take, the smoked prime rib from Raider Red Meats slaps. And it's not as expensive as, as you would think. It was only 65 and it came fully cooked. And it was, yeah, it was enough really... to feed uh, the three of us adults. Grayson also had steak, and we also had leftovers on it a couple of times.
1: Yeah, that's really not a ton more expensive than just buying one and doing it yourself. If any, well,
0: well, the, the, the ones I was seeing at the store may have been a little bit bigger, but they were $63. I was like, it's the same price essentially. So somebody else can do it. Whatever. Anyways, that was for me. And then, uh, you, you hit a Bucky's kind of maybe,
1: Oh, right. That was the other one. Okay. So just outside of Cyprus is what I found out was a Bucky's light. Um, I mean, just immediately outside of it. Now there's the giant one that's maybe 10 or 15 miles Northwest of Cyprus. But the one we hit up was just the closest one because we just needed to get, we needed gas and ice and we were going to get breakfast and coffee just to get going on New Year's Eve, driving back and got the gas. Just gas. gas was fine. Yeah. Good. Um, it's not what they're known the ice. for. Ice was cheap. <laughs> the ice was really cheap. Which was great. Went in, and coffee was mid. Okay. At best. Oh. It was. It's was fine. I mean, I've had way better coffee at Stripes. And then, I was told, in the Gambling Gaucho's <laughs> <laughs> Parlay Picador's Discord channel. So no free ads, but if you want to join that, I really don't know how. Go to Gambling Gaucho's uh Twitter account. Patreon.com com slash couches, And you can get into this Discord thing. And we have like this whole food channel, which is, as you can imagine, mostly where I spend my time. Oh, yeah. That's where we live. So I, I set up that date, and they know my affinity for all subs and my uh, almost hatred for Bucky's because of Bucky's hatred of West Texas, how they'd rather put stores in Alabama and Georgia and the Carolinas or what have you. Then um, you know, God forbid, Midland or Odessa have one, or Big Spring. I think Big Spring would do just as good as you know whatever one they have in Florida. But I think um, I know that that shadows my judgment, and so I just told someone, "Hey, I'm going to Bucky's. What do you suggest?" And someone said, "All right, for breakfast, get the brisket egg taco." And I was like, "You know what? I will. That sounds really good." I got it. They had just set them on the little warmer. They were pre-made. They had just set them on the little warmer, so I just pulled it off, opened it up. Soggy-ass hmm. tortilla. I'm like, to the point where you're just like, how am I going to eat this? Because I think the eggs were fake. Oh, were they like so that? They the, re- rehydrated? I think the moisture from the eggs just completely ruined the tortilla. But the brisket was great. I mean, for... Gas station eight o'clock in the morning brisket. I had zero complaints on that brisket. So anyway, I went back into the Discord and you know, kind of moaned about it. Like, oh yeah, soggy taco. And then another person, a different person, said, Well, you gotta get a made to order. And I'm like, Bitch, no, I don't. (laughs) If they've got a taco there, (laughs) I don't I don't need a cheat code. To, right. to order a taco from the greatest convenience store in the lake. It's like, no, if if they're selling them there, I'm not gonna be the one who's oh well, it's your fault. Well, you should have got the one made to order. It's like, no, I've got my I've got my family. We're just trying to get on the road, man. I'm not gonna go over there and have someone make me a taco. Anyway.
0: So that was if anybody from uh Bucky's is listening, one, you need to fix your coffee. You need to to figure out how to make some eggs in your 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 grill there but also Mm -hmm. if if you're looking for some some location research i got it for you You ready sweet water oh a 2084 split coming and going whether you're going up to up 84 to lubbock or just keep going there that's where you put one in west
1: texas that loves and that ta travel center would just implode upon itself yeah no one would get to it anymore nope so there you go. And that loves, that loves is already getting run down. It's like three years old. Well, no, it's a well, love. trash. Always, anyways, that loves is like eight years old. Cause it was there when we brought the U-Haul back when my mom moved.
0: Anyways, uh, I went to the dentist today, Michael. Oh, fun. So there was a, there was a span in my life that I wasn't regularly going to the dentist. So when we went back, we, we, we got, for whatever reason, motivated. Samantha was like, we're going to the dentist. And they found a ridiculous number of cavities in my mouth. I was like, yeah, I'm not surprised. Did you have any pain? Mm, maybe some discomfort. It yeah. was rare. So like, I, again, so when they told me I had cavities, I was like, yeah, that, that makes sense. I, I like, anyways, so had all those taken care of um went back in july for a cleaning it's perfectly good there's no cavities whatever was like of course because you just fixed them all i go back today from every six months right they found five more what? i was like like are are my teeth just dissolving in my mouth or are y'all just making this crap up because like i mean they charge a hell of a lot of money to do this, and like my insurance covers a lot of it. Granted, like the five fillings will cost me two hundred dollars total to address. I was like, sure. <laughs> what's funny is after my appointment, they, they pulled me in, into like a consultation room and like, okay, here's here's what's going to cost to do your fillings. I was like, you you wanted me in a private room to talk about two hundred dollars? I was like, it, "Were you like? Do you just not know? Like, my insurance covers most of this. Like, i, I the the prices you're charging are outrageous. <laughs> so if I didn't oh, have insurance, or if, if, if my dental insurance wasn't that great, was like, yeah, I'm fine. Let's go ahead and uh, start scheduling these. Like, what are you what are you what are we doing? Let's go. Two hundred dollars. Like, I've what are we doing? Anyways, my sister in law, also like Samantha's family. They they have like." Teeth of steel, apparently. They don't get cavities. Samantha had gone at, as long if not longer than I had without going to the dentist. Didn't have any cavities last when, when she went last year. Um, sister-in-law... Or, sorry, her older sister, similar experience. Like, she went, like, you have multiple cavities. She's like, that's not possible. Like, I like, like, was, was fine six months ago, but now all of a sudden they have all these cavities. She changed dentist. And the next dentist said like yeah I'm not sure what they saw because you don't have the number of cavities they said you did you have like one that we need to keep an eye on not, 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 not bad enough to treat or anything so it's like are they just con artists because I don't know what they're doing like yeah okay so I have, I have sensitivity on one of my teeth right like that makes sense that mm-hmm. there's a cavity there whatever that makes sense but when they came back and said I had four more across the rest of my life, I was like how I was fine six months ago Nothing has changed. I, I still brush as much as I did then. I still drink as much soda and water as I do. I floss as much as I can. Pain in the ass, but I still do it. <laughs> like did you get them? Or have you gotten them filled yet? No. So today was the cleaning. I'm going oh, okay. next week to start the process because they there's so many of them, Michael. And they're so spread across my mouth. I can't just go one day. That, yeah, that, they was, that they wanted that they wanted me times. to come back three times. Like, is there any way we can combine these and get down to at least two? She's like, Well, we can do both uh of the sets that are on your lower jaw and just have your entire lower jaw be numb. I was like, sure, let's do that. Anyways.
1: Uh, dentists the, 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 are just they just made the me right. Or the 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 last I've I've had a couple and the way my dentist does them, and I don't know, he's not there anymore. I'm, I'm at the same office, but the dentist I went to is gone. I'm just used to looking at
0: the Same thing happened to me.
1: So, well, he were just retired. Um, and I was like, oh, I know where this place is. I'm a creature of habit. I don't like change. So I'm just going to go to the same office, even though it's a different dentist. Um, and the last one I had, they cleaned my teeth and they found it and they're like, all right, let's go get it filled. I'm like what? Well, I have, I won. I didn't know I had one too. They're like, yeah, come on, let's just go, go take care of it. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'm not the most, when it comes to my teeth, especially, I am not the most like brave soul.
0: No, like so, m- mouth pain is so uncomfortable. Like it bothers me well, so bad.
1: It was, and I'd never had one filled before. The last time I had a cavity, I was 12 and it was in a baby tooth. So they just pulled it out and they just, they're like, okay, that's it. You're you're done. But so my first time having one was, I, I was just in there for routine teeth cleaning. Nothing was painful or anything. And, oh yeah, well, it looks like you got a cavity here let's go get that filled. And in retrospect, it was probably the thing to do because I would have just like fret about it for a week It's not bad. No, I know. I I found that out,
0: but it was, it's just. Like I said, if if it was your first time, the other guy, what are they going to do? The
1: sound of the drill and just, yeah, it's not bad, but it's just still not enjoyable.
0: No, it's not. I I have a hard time, like even with the cleaning, like how often they'll they'll suction out the water or the saliva in my mouth. Cause like when you're leaning back and there's just pooling, on the the back of your mouth, and you're like, my reflex here is to swallow, but not with this lady's hand and three different instruments in my mouth. Like, I, I can't do it. But she it's even worse. That. It's even worse while they're doing filling because they're in there even longer and there's a lot more water. I was like, guys, you need to you need to work the suction better, or just let let me spit, or do whatever you need to do. But like, this is
1: bothering me. <laughs> there's a lot because of- you know they're just shredded a chunk of your teeth. Oh yeah, to it's make just- room.
0: Yeah, there's teeth filings all in your
1: mouth. You're like, I I don't want to swallow that, guys. I really don't. Do you ever get the hygienist who tries to talk to you? I'm like, come on. I don't even like people.
0: <laughs> she was. I mean, so I, I've had her for all three Christmas. of my appointments. It's your Christmas. Like, how like, how is your Christmas? How is your New Year's? Like, you know I can't answer you, right? Like, your hands are literally in my mouth. Oh, yeah, it's a really good Christmas. It's good. It's, it's fun. It's a happy times. new Year. I like her and I like that office. I I I do too. My uh my dentist didn't retire, she just moved clinics, but like the clinic operation stayed. The dentist just left. I was like, Well, that's weird. Uh so they brought in two new dentists in this office and I like the, the the new ones there just fine. Um but it was weird because so so I I went for my, my first cleaning like last January. I had those fillings done. And then in baseball practice, I was eating sunflower seeds, which is a stupid idea. Like the next day I was like, my teeth hurt. <laughs> so I called the dentist like, yeah, well you may have damaged your fillings. Uh, so let's come in and, and check it out. So I was in there and she was like, well, I'm not like, I can't see any damage to him. I don't know what's exactly wrong, but also today's my last day. I was like, Okay. Like what? What am I supposed to do with that information? Like, do you want me to follow you to Like, I, I want to go here because it's right down the street from my house. Like, I mm-hmm. don't want to go across town wherever you're going. Like, you're not that great of a dentist to me. Like, I just, I just met you. <laughs> Anyways, they all suck. They're commoners. They're just filing, finding things to do, and that's that's way too much on dentists, really. Yeah, this is
1: this turned into dentist talk, which is fine. That's just that's what we do. We're,
0: that's the next uh,
1: all hygiene class at to go line
0: i mean it's 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 the it's related it's related to it's
1: the uh logical connection from
0: food anyways yeah that'll do it for us on the 23 personal podcast kansas sucks the refs suck uh you had a shot to win that game you end up losing by three when you they had three chances to blow the whistle there um We've got Oklahoma Sooners coming in town this weekend on the road, Iowa State. Lane, Kevin can eat a dick. For Michael, I'm Spencer. We'll catch you guys next time.